0: This is the Success Culture Podcast,
1: where we are on a mission to normalize fitness
0: by bringing it back to the basics and breaking down barriers. What's going on, guys? I'm Alex, and this is Grace. Hi, guys. And we are Success Fitness Culture Podcast, which we talked about today. We went through personal training. And what to look for in your trainer, and kind of looked at pricing, length of session, what to kind of look for with your trainer, a couple red flags, can find some awkward stories in between, but other than that, enjoy, and I'll talk to you guys later.
1: So, Alex, when it comes to hiring a personal trainer, what do you think is the number one most important thing that people should ask?
0: um i would say the number one thing has to be a relationship if you don't get along with this person especially like i know for some of my clients where i'm spending roughly three hours a week with them in person we have to have a bond i I couldn't tell you anyone else that's not like a significant other or a family member that i'm going to spend three hours of my life with a week and yeah no that doesn't count i'm not (laughs) talking to you um but yeah, if I'm going if to be spending a decent amount of time with them, you can even do a bigger picture where it's but like 12 hours a month, that's still a lot of time that you're spending with someone and the relationship has to be there. Um, the respect factor has to be there. I mean, anything that you can possibly think of, I think has to be there. Um, it goes a long way. I mean, I've had clients who we haven't really connected the best with, but then... They might connect better with, let's just say, Hunter or someone like that. Um, I've done it when I was at a big box show where we kind of switched with someone just because they weren't kind of meshing well and they just weren't listening as much, to put it nicely, not in a bad way, but yeah. Just, some people word things differently than others, or kind of yeah. makes it a little bit easier.
1: I would agree. And I feel like it, it's like you said, nothing personal. Everyone has a very different energy and some people want mm-hmm. different things from a trainer. Some people want that more calm, cool, yep. at ease feeling. Some people want the drill sergeant.
0: So yep. yeah. Yeah. And I've is. had, I've had several clients who've asked me, please just don't tell me you're a drill sergeant. I do not want a drill sergeant. They're saying it super soft. I'm like, and that's when I just start rambling things off and start firing answers at them. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. I'm sorry. I feel awkward now that I'm doing this.
1: <laughs> well, but, and imagine for you, you're, you're super sarcastic, right? That's kind yeah. of super sarcastic. And so if someone couldn't get on board with that or didn't appreciate that or find it comedic, that might be a tough relationship.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit. Normally I'll I'll pump the brakes. That's normally a feel-out process, at least in the beginning. Okay. But I mean, there's some clients who I, like I was saying, so back to the relationship thing where they, want someone who's all rah-rah ready to go and get some amps and ready to go all the time mm-hmm. where sometimes clients want they come in and they only want like a two on the scale and they're just like you know I'm just I'm here I finally made it here I just want to work out in peace and all that I just who knows what's going on but yeah relationships probably the biggest one um, moving next to I mean I have a few of them that I like to think about at least as experience it's not always about education, in my opinion. Um, I think it's more about how many people they've helped and how, like, what the results are and what type of people they've worked with. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, if you're looking for powerlifting or bodybuilding of some sort of like that, and you go to someone who is a natural, like, all they coach is weight loss, they might not be the best fit for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I just, I really stress just kind of looking So my number two, number three, kind of go hand in hand, but at the testimonials of someone where it kind of speaks volumes to what they've done in the past. Um, and just kind of figure really figuring out how serious they are about the, what they're doing and how much they like love and enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, Cause you can see people who've been in the industry for years and top of years on years but they've only been part-time, which the 20 years or whatever it is sounds really nice. But at the end of the day, they might've been training or someone that's been trained five years full-time might have more experience than that personal 20 years, just because they've have done it an on and off for here and there. They might've not taken X amount of years serious. You just, you never know.
1: And I think that like anyone who's in the health and wellness field, anyone who works with people, you're going to learn that the majority of your education comes once you're on the job. Anyways, you just gain so much and the, you learn as you're preparing to become a trainer, but it's all very base level. It's very superficial. And once you get into working with real people with real problems, with real unique needs, unique modifications, you got to dig in and learn so much so fast. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I would agree that education is such a huge point, huge part of it.
0: Yeah, I agree um the other thing too is i would even look at to see how much i mean it depends what your end like what your goals are and about if you need nutrition, uh, nutrition help to see if they have any kind of guidance on that as well and they're like they're knowledgeable yet it goes back to everything else um all the testimonials and kind of what their experiences with your certain not case i want to say but with something that you're looking for your goals stuff like that you just really want to make sure everything kind of aligns. Where sometimes I don't, I hate picking on the big box gyms, but it's kind of the easiest thing. <laughs> um, I mean, because you go there and you sign up for training and you have this one, maybe half meeting with a trainer and you don't really get to meet them. You don't really get to know anything about them. Mm-hmm. It's just basically the seller giving you to this trainer. And now you have to form a bond. You have to see, like, you're at the basically, Hope you like them. connection and hope you like them. Yeah. And then you don't know what their um, their experience was and all this other stuff, because the person that was you're with sold you and you think you like you bought because of that person. Yeah. Not the trainer. Yeah. Unless the trainer selling it to you. But most of the time from what I knew, it was always the seller that would just kind of hand you off to the train, which kind of thing. Oh, it's so sad. Yeah. Which, I mean, at that point, uh, you just have to almost switch because if your relationship, like I said, in number one, if it isn't that great with that person, how do you really stay with that person? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: But, um, but yeah, anyway, that kind of goes all into like the, at least the big box kind of swings into pricing and like length of sections. So there's a bunch of other things that you can kind of think of too. Um, so my question for you is what would you look for in like pricing and length of sessions and all that kind of stuff?
1: Yeah, there's a lot that goes into the pricing. So, um, and this will vary whether you're looking at like a private gym or a big box gym. Um, but one thing that you'll sometimes see is like salons, how they have like master hairstylists, is that the right term for them? Um, So, some gyms will have kind of a tiered structure. So, the more experienced, the more specialized a trainer, they might have a higher hourly rate. That's something really common to see. And it's good for um, clients going in to know what that means. So, I would look at kind of the different levels of trainer and based off of your goals, like Alex kind of talked about, what do they specialize in? If you're looking for bodybuilding, don't work with me. Um, if you're looking for um, postpartum rehab, don't work with Alex. So, you know, find out what, what are you looking for and who's going to be the best fit. And that that's nothing against the, the newer ones, the ones with a little bit less experience, um, it just kind of depends on what you're looking for and know that that's a factor. Um, and another thing Alex started to touch on that will play into price from one facility to the next is what's included in the programming. Um, so Alex already talked about nutrition, Some trainers out there um, never talk about nutrition and that's just kind of their thing. They draw the line in the sand there and they don't talk about it. We really firmly believe that you can't outwork a bad diet and they have to go hand in hand. So some level of nutrition guidance is gonna be really key. And then knowing whether or not that's included in your training program is important to know going into it and when you're considering the pricing and the value. on that note too, let me just elaborate. We do nutrition guidance with all of our clients and making sure that they're making good choices, you know, drinking enough water, getting in good protein, all those things that are important. Um, but then there's also a line where we do specific nutrition coaching as well for someone who needs more focused attention on their nutrition on a regular basis. Um,
0: my other thing too, kind of on that is, Another thing that you could always do, too, is you got to think of it, especially unless you go to like a big box gym where they can just kind of chuck you to anyone, where someone like us, and you can go to a couple other places, is, I mean, you can almost interview these personal trainers Mm. and see everything about them. You should, because it's at the end of the day, you're spending a decent amount of money and you're paying, or you're basically trying to find a way to get yourself to that goal with someone to help you. And if this person over here, like I said, isn't going to be that great relationship or experience or whatever you're looking for, there's no reason that you're going to get, you should get stuck with that person. And if yeah. they, if you're looking for nutrition guidance, go find someone that will help you. I mean, cause you can talk to just about a general trainer that will get you from point A to B. I mean, even comparing it to like someone like Hunter, where you can just tell the difference. If you sit down with just a regular person looking for general weight loss, blah, dee, blah, blah, blah. And then you go sit down with someone like Hunter, Hunter, it will sell you on nutrition, just let alone, not even the training aspect of it, which right there and then, I mean, you can gain that confidence in Hunter just off nutrition. Um, So that's the other thing too, that I just wanted to throw in about the interviews is it's, you don't look at it like a, I have to, since I talked to this person first, I have to go with this person, Mm -hmm. just get the fit. I mean, i go for four to five different trainers just to see who I fit with the most whose training style I like the most and who I kind of, like I said before, who I gel with, because at the end of the day, you're spending all that time with them.
1: Yeah. And on the nutrition end too, I just want to make a a quick point here. A lot of, not a lot, but there are definitely trainers out there and facilities out there that specifically partner with either certain diet plans or certain supplement lines or different nutrition programming. Um, And so, not good, bad, or otherwise everyone has their niche, but you need to know what's important to you. So for example, I'm kind of more naturally minded. Um, I, so if I were to go work with a trainer and they were trying to sell me on a whole bunch of like synthetic supplements and things that were kind of sketchy, that's not going to be my jam. Um, some people don't care. Some people are vegan. I need to be able to work with a trainer who respects that diet choice. So, um, Knowing your values when it comes to that nutrition aspect, but that's just one piece of what might play into the total cost. Um, but knowing what's included up front is really important. Also, um, we use an app, a training app to assign homework. So some trainers kind of have the mentality that like, no, you work with me or you don't work, or maybe they'll assign cardio or something like that. We assign programming for you outside of your sessions if, if it makes sense for you. Um, and so that's included in your training. Um, I've okay.
0: seen it where people have given you just like a piece of paper and then they'll write down the exercise that you have to go to. nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but I mean, if you're comparing it to a piece of paper to where what we kind of use now, mm-hmm. and there's videos and all that kind of stuff, and it's all your past records. I mean, it's night and day from where I used to train people to this app that I mean it's it's amazing to say the least, but
1: yeah. It makes a big difference for clients to be able to see their progress in real time, anytime. Um, and, and to always, as a trainer, have it, there as a reference for where they're at on different lifts. What lifts are brand new that they don't have a record for yet.
0: Um, even just the client, it's, uh, even the person like you, um, cause you can see all your stuff and you know what you've done. And if you ever do, I mean, at the end of the day, most trainers, if it's a good trainer, we don't want to keep you forever. Right. We just want to educate you enough where you can change and make that lifestyle change where you can consistently do it. And then in there you can that's where you can kind of really see the gradual change.
1: That's That's a good point and I'm, I'm gonna hop right to this now since you brought it up. So um, Alex, what is your take on contracts when it comes to training? Because contract length can definitely play into cost. So how do you how do you, what's your viewpoint on contracts?
0: honestly i don't know um i would say it's because it's a double-edged sword in my opinion yeah yep. because if you get locked into a contract um i would want to see about the switching of trainers because that yeah. would be a big one to me i mean going back to what i was saying just because if your trainer ends up leaving then you're just kind of like you're stuck with whoever they give you which kind of sucks yeah. in my opinion um but i I'm on the fence because for me personally, I prefer the month to month, Um, but then it all really, like I said, kind of depends. I generally, yeah, I I think I I like the month to month better where instead of going from three to six months, you're not getting locked into something, not saying that it's a bad thing, Mm. but you can always change. And if you go to that three or six months, you're not able to kind of get out of something let's say the trainer isn't great or you're not seeing results or something happened along the way that you're not a fan of, yeah. you don't really want to get stuck with that three, six, 12 month kind of commitment that you made. Um, but when you do find that relationship, I wouldn't be scared at all to sign something like that. Um, especially if you had a client. I mean, I know I've had a client now that I've been with for almost four and a half years. And I guarantee it if I came up to her now, and I was like, hey, we're doing this for a year. What do you think? I should be 100%, yeah. Where do I sign? Well, how much do I need to do? What do I have to do? But in the beginning, I mean, like I kind of said, it's an interview. I would just test it out and see. I mean, I wouldn't be scared to do a six month. I would just be worried about the trainer aspect of it, in my opinion.
1: That's a good point. Yeah. And, and um, I, yeah, I'm always kind of torn on this too. And like you said, double edged sword, so many reasons that a long-term contract might not be ideal. However, I do wanna say this, just if you're considering getting into training, even if you do find someplace that does month to month, like we do, because we don't wanna lock you into anything and we understand that life happens. However, I want you to make a commitment to yourself regardless, For at least three months because chances are that whatever it is that you're looking to achieve right now, whatever your current state of health is, body composition, whatever, chances are you didn't get there in one to two months. Maybe, I don't know, but um, I've never really seen that situation. And so it's going to take more than a month to, to fix it. So if you get into a training program and you don't love your trainer or something happens with your trainer or something happens in your life and you need to stop after a month or two, okay. But if you are stopping after a month because you, know, you didn't lose 40 pounds in a month or something like that, um, hopefully your trainer has been wonderful and set up those expectations for you. But know that after a month, you're gonna feel great. You're going to have seen some progress, but really three months is about where you start to see that really awesome progress and you're never gonna wanna stop. And you've established some more um, kind of permanent lifelong habits and just gotten a crazy amount of education from your trainer at that point as well. And learned so much about your body, um, feeling a lot stronger, more energy, learned a lot about nutrition. So um, regardless of the contract situation with wherever you find yourself looking for training, make a bigger commitment to yourself. And actually that's something um, we talk about a lot is behavioral contracts that that's just kind of saying like, You know, not a length of time for your training program or anything, but that's saying, like, hey, I am agreeing to do all the homework that my trainer assigns. I am agreeing that um, I'm going to show up with a good attitude and do what I can. I am agreeing to what are the other things, Alex? What have you done with clients from a behavioral contract standpoint?
0: Um, Just accountability, really making sure that you are following through on what we talked about. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if you're not, Holding yourself accountable, you're not going to get anything. Yeah. I mean, you can write in that you are the best squatter in the world, but until I see it and then you actually know that you're doing it consistently, I mean, you're only cheating yourself yeah. by not holding yourself accountable. And I mean, that's the biggest one that I know personally. Um,
1: yeah.
0: Other than that, I mean, the same thing with eating. Um, <clears throat> my fitness pal and all that kind of stuff, too, I see a lot is where they'll be hitting their macros or whatever they're hitting or their calories or whatever it is. But then they were telling me about a couple nights ago or whatever it was that they had those two bowls of ice cream or one bowl of ice cream or something like that. And I'm like, Hmm, I know you're lying because that wasn't in there, but kind of things like that yeah. just right, with the contract. I mean, it just staying consistent and it's going to really hold you accountable. Where at the end of the day, it goes both ways where we can also be like, Hey, you need to get this going. Otherwise we only work with a more serious client. Yeah. If you're not going to take it serious, we, we, you have to expect us to take it serious too.
1: Yep. Yeah. And um, this kind of comes full circle back to the very first thing you said, right at the beginning, talking about that relationship. And you mentioned mm-hmm. like having to have respect. And so when you're, if you're going to hire a trainer, um, You have to respect them. If you guys are clashing way too much, I have seen it where um, clients think that they're kind of taking it out on the trainer by not doing what the trainer says, but ultimately they're only hurting themselves. Um, And it comes from this like complete distrust, disrespect that they just kind of have dug their heels in and decided they are not doing what this trainer recommends. Um, And I think if that could have been nipped in the butt at the point of setting up that relationship and finding a good fit, uh, then it, those clients probably would have had a better experience.
0: Um, oh, for sure.
1: The other thing, this is kind of different direction, but you mentioned again, length of session. So obviously that's going to play into price. What length of session should you have depends on your goals and how, frequency, how, how frequently you are attending sessions also is going to play into it. Um, so, you know, a very frequent program that can be really effective is three times a week for 30 minutes. That can be really effective because we can tell you to come in and do ten to fifteen minutes of activity beforehand that you're able to do on your own, um, and so then you only need a thirty-minute. Sometimes, if it's a client that requires more supervision, yeah, forty-five. Or if you are getting into some, I don't know, um, what what's your most frequent length of session, Alex? That you use?
0: Um, honestly, it's two times a week at forty-five minutes. Okay. Okay. Um, and the reason for that is. <laughs> especially in the beginning, like I tell everyone, is that you can go, you can always lower it down to 30 minutes once we kind of get to a point. Yeah, But good. in the beginning, I need you to be there for 45 minutes. That extra 15 minutes does wonders. Yeah. Because I can teach you how to warm up. I can teach you how to cool down, where in 30 minutes, it's a lot harder for me to jam all that in there and for you to still get a good workout, especially in the beginning. Yeah, um, good point. And then We can just get a lot more done where we don't have to constantly be rushing. And with a lot of my clients, I still keep hitting that number one button with the relationship where I, my biggest thing is I really like to make workouts fun. And I mean, it's daunting by yourself and sometimes you don't want to go and all this. I like to have fun with it. Um, I like to make it more of an enjoyable thing to come to. So I'm always... There's times where we may get onto a tangent or something like a Marvel conversation with some of my clients that we'd like to go down the stupid rabbit hole. I'm not going to talk about it. But anyway, so things like that. So you just, you never know. And especially in the beginning when you're going, it's a lot easier for me to explain an entire exercise in 45 minutes than it is 30.
1: Yeah, you're going to get Um, a lot more education with 45 minutes Mm -hmm. for sure. So let me ask you this. If you have a new person starting out two times a week at 45 minutes, for a lot of people, especially depending on their current fitness level, that's going to be all the activity they need to do besides maybe hitting a step goal or whatever. So um, at what point, and I'm sure this varies, but like, are you giving them some homework in addition to those two times a week? Or what does that typically look like?
0: Um, It all depends. Yeah, so I mean, it's kind of a crappy answer to that, but <laughs> I, bet, <laughs> I knew it would probably be the answer. Uh, I mean, because it all depends. I mean, I can answer it this way where let's say you're a very beginner, haven't worked out in X amount of years, you don't really do much, you have a very sedentary job. At the beginning, that'll probably just be those two days. I probably won't add too much. Like you said, I might have them go for a walk twice a week, depending on the rest of our goals. But it's not going to be anything crazy where it'll be two 10-minute walks. Um, more kind of in the middle where you have kind of work out, you kind of have somewhat of an idea of what's going on. Um, I will generally do two days by yourself or two days with me, one day by yourself. And it's all movements that we did throughout the week together. So you're just doing body weight stuff, easy stuff like that. Um, and then I'll still kind of have the, maybe the two walks in there. Um, more advanced clients I'll normally do depends on how advanced they actually are. Like I said, it all depends. Some people say they're advanced, which they're not. Sometimes it just kind of, like I said, depends on where you are. Um, anywhere from four to five days, two days with me, the remaining days, all homework. And then depending off of that, but to give you a long answer, that was kind of depends.
1: It was a long answer, but you covered a lot of bases. And and that's where, you know, it's interesting because I think with social media and just talking to other people in our lives, we sometimes get ideas in our head of what we should be doing and what the right programming Mm -hmm. is. And at the end of the day, no, it totally depends. Like Mm -hmm. every single trainer on our team trains differently. Yep. Um, And that's because we're all different. I'm
0: literally writing a blog about it right now that um, I literally just wrote it or part of it this morning saying, exact same thing we kind of just said it all depends i know it sucks to hear that answer yeah but i mean in my opinion this is another thing that you should watch out for because of the experience is if a trainer is going to bring you and you're new to training and they're going to put you into like a four to five day workout exercise blade or routine or whatever you want to call it right in the beginning that should be a ginormous red flag for you Yeah at least for my opinion, for someone that's in the like the beginning to the middle, I don't know where you've been and I don't want to overly push you because I know by the time I see you that next week, you're gonna be so exhausted from everything I made you do, you're not gonna to want to continue.
1: Yep, totally. Where if
0: you slowly ramp up, say well, the first two to three weeks or two days the last week is three, the next month is four, so on and so forth, you'll gradually get used to it where your body's like, all right, I guess this isn't too bad. And then next thing you know, like I said, you're on four days or five days and you're enjoying it rather than sore, 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 can't go to the bathroom, can't do this stairs. I'm going to just walk around. Those stupid things like that. You know what I mean?
1: Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's something that's really common and that we hear a lot from people Mm -hmm. coming in who've worked with trainers before. Um, Because sometimes there is kind of this mentality that they're just trying to kick people's butts. Like we mentioned, like some, some clients are like on a drill sergeant. Um, a lot of them don't, and, and that's not sustainable, which what Alex no. was just saying, and that's why it depends so much. So, okay, when, if at all, do you ever use 60-minute sessions?
0: Um, I do, but it's more advanced clients. Um, generally, you can get a lot of your stuff done in 45 minutes, for me, at least. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: I have a few bodybuilding clients that I use to train that would need the full hour. Okay. that's just because they have so much volume. For most people, general like weight loss and stuff like that, we can get everything done in 45 minutes.
1: Yep, um, you know, actually that's the only people that I do 60 minutes with, that's funny, it's kind of the opposite end of the spectrum is mm-hmm. like kind of my rehab clients where we're doing like okay. yep. long holding stretches and then maybe yep. some rehabilitative core work on the floor and then we're moving up and doing some basic high rep exercises. Yep. Um, and and those are typically ones where I'm not working with them super frequently. We're creating a program. Thank you. And then they're repeating it on their own or taking bits and pieces of that. So yeah, yeah. that's that's kind of two ups ends of the spectrum that would take an right. hour. I yeah. wanted to touch uh, on it because some clients really get in their head that they need to work out for an hour. There's like some mental thing about it mm-hmm. and it's just not always necessary. So No,
0: um, I have another story too. That's kind of funny. That kind of goes back to what we were talking about Is I won't name names, I won't say anything, but there's said person told me that one of their old trainers that anytime that the trainer used to go on vacation, they used to work the client super hard the week before and the week after the the trainer was on vacation. They're like, it was like they were punishing me because they were going on vacation. Oh, sad. I was like, like, that's not supposed to happen. yeah they were like yeah it was super intense for like 45 minutes and it was just it wasn't fun I'm like yeah I that would have been a red flag for me I'm gonna like you know I think I'm not doing this
1: oh my gosh so sad yeah okay you've mentioned red flags a few times so I don't I don't like to focus on the negative but this whole point of this podcast is to educate you guys make you feel really confident in hiring a trainer so Alex do you have other things that are kind of red flags to you if you were looking at a trainer
0: um if they're trying to make you do like the newest instagram workout lift bozu <laughs> ball balance while you're squatting with one leg holding dumbbells in both hands i mean something random like that yeah
1: coming off of no experience and just <laughs> yeah right gates.
0: and so yeah i mean if they're not in my opinion i mean like we've said everyone's kind of different on this aspect yeah um i really really like to hammer home the basic lift the squat, some type of hip hinge, um, so like RDL, glu- uh, like a glute bridge or hip thrust, um, some type of push up, overhead press, and some type of rowing motion, and that's generally my workout for at least someone that's in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Just because it gives you, it gives you all the fundamental lifts that you'll need down the road.
1: Yep, that's so true. And um, if you don't have the basics, everything else is kind of a mess.
0: Shot. Yeah. yeah, and that's my biggest thing um it's just the way that they program and then they set up your exercises not that there's a like an exact way that you should be able, you should probably be programming if i could speak english um <laughs> um yeah not that there's an exact way but it should revolve around the same few movements like it sounds really dumb but your workout for the most part if it's good well programmed it should be boring for a while yep it sounds dumb yeah. but I mean learning especially in the beginning learning the basics it's, it'll save you so much time and effort and, and correction
1: injury.
0: yeah injuries correctional exercises and all that kind of stuff too yeah learning from someone who used to do it the longest when I was younger <laughs> my squat form used to be atrocious when I was younger
1: and it's amazing like how many people we first meet get into the gym and we go into basic squat patterns which i
0: mm-hmm.
1: i think most people don't probably think about a whole lot um but i have to work really hard to keep mine in check um mm-hmm. i have to have deload weeks it just it it's we underestimate what it takes to have proper biomechanics in some of these super basic movement patterns so yeah see a trainer Other, not paying attention yeah
0: yeah. I mean, I came back from COVID and I was trying to squat again. And I was like table topping, doing some weird funky stuff with my legs. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> it took me a while to get back into it. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, I don't even know what I'm doing.
1: <laughs> you know what? Okay. This is totally off topic, but I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people experience that after COVID people, we mm-hmm. kind of saw some new clients coming in who like we're avid lifters. They were strong. They were fit people, but then it was like relearning your body after that. And, and yeah. totally And life still hasn't come back to normal. So people, a lot of people are like, holy buckets, I got to relearn my body and I got to relearn how my workouts fit into this new schedule and working from home and everyone yeah. being quarantined. And it's a, it's a different ball game out there. Yeah. Especially
0: um, cause I, you get used to doing one thing all the time. And then, I mean, you go to not having a gym and not working out. I mean, I can speak from experience, but I I tried for two weeks to work out at home, <laughs> and then all of a sudden I was like, you know, this isn't cutting it. I can only hold like the broomstick behind my back as a, like a barbell for so long before I think I'm going to snap it. I don't know what else to do. I can't do this. <laughs> I can only grab so many books and try to squat with them.
1: <laughs> oh man, yeah, using interesting things as weights. I started at one point. I like. Um, I had lent out my dumbbells to people. So I had mm. my plates at home. Right. And I remember that I, I needed to increase my weight. I was using the 25s for something. Um, oh no, I was doing, okay. I was doing shoulder press and I had to increase my weight, but I, the only thing I had to go to was my 25 pound plates. And I was like, okay, how many shoulder press these 25 pound weights? And I was like, this would be great. I'll just you get some good like wrist stability work going on. No, it was bad. Don't try to like yeah. shoulder press 25 pound plates. So dumb. Yeah. Um, I have two quick red flags and then I have another question for you. Yep. Um, so this is not necessarily related to the programming but this is kind of front end when you're shopping around for training. One thing should be price transparency. Know, know what you're signing up for, know how much it's gonna be, know the length of the contract. Uh, length of the sessions and any other things, canceling, rescheduling. If, if all of those things aren't clear to you on the front end, um, or if you ask them, they're wishy-washy about it. Eh, yeah. Might, might be a red flag. Um, and also Alex already alluded to this, but meet your trainer beforehand. And if not, then it's kind of a bait and switch. And I would be a little hesitant on that. You might end up with oh, a great oh. trainer but you should at least have the opportunity to meet them if you want it, ask them about it. And if, and hope, hopefully you can do that. Yeah. Um. And then my question for you, Alex, then this comes back to what's included in training and kind of that whole cost thing. So in your opinion and in practice, what do you think is, is reasonable amount of communication the clients can and should have with their trainer outside of sessions? I've kind of seen everything from clients who want to text me 24 seven and clients yeah. who get, really ticked off if I check in on them between sessions because they want to be left alone,
0: <laughs> so. Yeah, um, so I mean, in the beginning, I would almost, you have to think that it's gotta be, in the beginning, I normally check on my clients at least twice a week, summer fall parking. Yeah. Um, I kind of get the vibe in the beginning and i always ask them to like, hey, so what is the best way for me to contact you? Do you like when we just do check-ins here? Or there will, be, there will be times where I'm going to check in and see how you're doing. Especially, I mean, it kind of goes back to the behavior thing with our mm-hmm. app, which is kind of cool because you can see everything that they're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm like, all right, well, I saw that you weren't logging your food. I will message you. If you're not doing your uh, workout, I will message you. If you're not doing this, that, or the other, I will message you. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, like- if you're staying on course, I won't bother you as much bothering you, um, <laughs> um, but I mean, in the beginning, I'll normally check on you, especially if there's longer gaps in between our sessions, like we do like a Monday, Tuesday, and then I don't see you until that following Monday, mm-hmm. you can bet that I will contact you Thursday or Friday, just to be like, hey, how's everything going? Do you have any questions? Please, please, please feel free to let me know. And that's the biggest one that I try to tell everyone is that it's an open door. I really, really want you to communicate. If you're not happy, if you're not liking something, please talk to me. Yeah. Um, So like I said, I always try to make that apparent in the beginning. Um, So, and the moral of the story is I'd say two times. As things kind of go on, depending on the um, compliance, I normally kind of back off where I just, we just talk during session. Yeah. It all really depends that makes sense. What about you? Same. What would you say was average for you? Same? I,
1: after when I was a brand new trainer, I, um, not going to lie. I decided I was going to check in with my clients every day. <laughs> mm, Some clients loved fun. it and it was amazing. Yeah. And they stayed on track. And I was like, this is stellar until I had the few that were like, can you not do that? Like I'm at home or I'm at work or I'm not thinking about my training right now. You're not the only thing in my life, and I'm like, really, I'm not sad.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, but I am. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I have learned since then. Yes. Um, starting out newbies, especially with new exercises, and if they're doing homework and have some accountability things that we're working on that I'm not seeing getting yep. done, um, just being like, hate because sometimes with the technology piece too, it's that they just it's a learning curve. So, mm-hmm. like, hey, do you have questions about how to enter that or whatever. Um, and then, uh, I always tell them to, I'm like the more communication, the better, like no, no communication Mm -hmm. is too much communication. Um, I've had some clients that are like, I don't want to text you on the weekends. I'm like, I really appreciate that, but you can, it's okay. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I would say, and I've started asking them on the front end, given them both scenarios, like how much communication would be too much? Are you okay yep. with it? If I bother you, you can always not respond. And is text okay? Some clients prefer to only communicate through the app. And that's nice mm-hmm. because we can kind of look and respond when we want and are ready. Um, yeah. Kind of case by case basis as well. Um, but I do know that there are trainers out there um and not just trainers, lots of industries, service industries where um, like they charge you for texting in between and their, their motto is kind of like, you, yeah, like kind of like you talk to me when you're in session or save your notes for when you were in session. Um, not that we really want like to be taken advantage of, but I just don't see our clients doing that. We have a good no. respect with them. And so it, um, I, I feel like you should have some freedom to communicate with someone who you're trusting your health and fitness with.
0: Outside, I agree. Of especially yeah. And if that's like you said, I've, I haven't ever seen the paying outside of that, which is crazy to me. Um, I make the same old joke to all my newbie clients that if if, if something happens or if I see that you're not doing something, I will awkwardly blow your phone up nicely <laughs> to make sure that everything is fine. <laughs> Don't judge me. I'm telling you now.
1: <laughs> that's awesome. I like that. But. Yeah. It's a good point. Um, yeah, I think that kind of covers everything. Are there other things you can think Probably. of that people should know when they're hiring a trainer?
0: I don't, I think we've kind of covered everything that I always had for myself. So
1: yeah. Yep. And, um, if you guys have questions, if you're considering hiring a trainer, um, please feel free to reach out to us. We're happy to answer any questions. We're not going to try to sell you just because you contact us. Like maybe you're not even near us. We're in Minnesota, by the way. Um,
0: But our blog too. Oh
1: yeah, we have a blog.
0: We have a few articles on there as well. That'll help you.
1: Yep. Successfitnessandtraining.com. You can reach us at info at successfitnessmn.com. Um, but yeah. Also, if you just have other questions that you'd like us cover, to cover on a blog or podcast, feel free to reach out. We are here to help. We are here to educate and we are here to normalize fitness. So let's go.
0: Let's go.